the weekly, weekly feed. feed. Uh, the weekly feed, Kyle Meredith, and uh, I'm talking with the one and only Mike Doty, who I'm very excited, has another record out this week. Uh, that seems to be the thing. New record, new week. Mike Doty, welcome back. Hey, man. Yeah, putting out records. It's uh, it's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. Uh, lo- lot of people, a uh, uh, lot of people ha- haven't figured out the game yet, and I think uh, it's not that you've maybe figured out the game, it's that you're just bulldozing right over the game. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, you know, they're... Perhaps there's a different solution, but that's all I got. <laughs> well, it's working out. So the new record is called Stellar Motel. Uh, while it's got, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's got lots of the uh, the doty elements that we know from the past, but this is really also kind of like nothing we've heard from you. you know? Yeah, I mean, it, I just make these things and don't really think about them, but I, everybody I played it for was just kind of blown away by the, the difference. I mean, I, I made it with... A hip hop producer, so I guess it would be obvious that there would be some, you know, progression in, you know, a collaboration like that. But, you know, yeah, apparently it's really different. Yeah. Well, the the one thing I love about it, like, so, so you know, late '90s end uh, into the 2000s, solo career begins, and you kind of start redefining your sound. And maybe that takes a few records, uh, all great records, but you know, here here we are, kind of. You know, uh, getting to uh, to know you again, once again, as this new thing, whatever that is, uh, and then suddenly it seems like over the past few years it has been. It's almost like it's a different swing every time, um, and I guess that's surprising because when you get this far into an artist's career, they've usually settled into who they are, and maybe the fire isn't really there. But you know, it's it's like every single time you've released a a project, whether it be the book or a record or or even the live albums. I mean, that's what it is. It's like this fire is you know, it's, uh, pardon the cliche, but burning brighter than ever uh, with what you're doing. Wow. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, music's what I got in life, so I you know do what I can to to make it you know interesting and fun for me, basically, and hopefully. You know that's that's what translates to an audience. I mean, it's all you can really do is try and follow your bliss. Yeah, yeah. So, so with Stellar Motel, um, you you do you hook up with a hip hop producer. Uh, what, what's his name again? Good Goose. Good Goose. I love that. Good Goose. Yeah. yeah. Well, Good name, right? Yeah. He right. wanted to change it. I was like, dude, don't don't change the name. <laughs> don't do it. It's too good. <laughs> Did you have to, uh, when you're working with him, did, did you have to change your own styles for anything to adapt? Or was it basically you do, you go in and you kind of you lay out what's what's going on? Well, I mean, you know, like we, I, we, I entered into it in, in just a spirit of full collaboration. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, like, I would, you know, we would decide what kind of beat we were doing next. He would put up a beat, you know, just program it really quickly. I mean, we're in his spare room in his apartment in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, you know, and so you would put up a beat, and then I would sort of play guitar along with it. He would select parts and loop them and sort of build a structure. Then I would improvise a vocal, which he would, you know, select and loop. And then I I converted that into lyrics. So it was really, um, you know, just uh, a process of messing around from, you know, soup to nuts. I, I hear about you just kind of randomly grabbing lyrics in your notebooks. 
at this point, yeah. because of your style, is it getting harder to remember all of those on stage? Because it isn't just like a regular poem that you know most most artists would uh, you know one line makes sense to lead to the next line. With you, it's you know it's not exactly that. Yeah, no, I mean, but I think the weirder stuff is easier to remember than the more straightforward stuff. Really? Oddly enough, yeah, yeah. How is that? I mean, like you haven't had any problems yet on stage, like right in the middle of the song, going, "Oh God, where the hell am yeah. I?" <laughs> no, it's 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 hilarious when you forget something. I mean, you can't do it like every third song, but yeah, yeah. if you forget something and you stop the song and you know take a moment to ask the audience what the next lyric is. Um, it's hilarious, and people, you know, people enjoy that stuff. It's just, you know, you can play flawlessly, and people will not enjoy it as much as if you completely stumble over yourself. That's true. Kind of personalizing the uh, the live concert experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me about this uh, this rap scene, uh, the New York City queer rap scene. Uh, this, this, well, I just know, uh, you know, these are just the rappers that I met yeah. uh, through Good Goose, you know, through a band called HJA, whose name I can't say on the radio. Um, no, no, we're not, we're know. not exactly on the radio right now, so go for it. <laughs> oh, okay, right, Handjob Academy, right, Handjob yeah. Academy, one and of the best on, names the ever. Album. They do. I'm sorry, one of the best names ever created, I think. I know, totally right. Um, they're on the album. Uh, I, I produced a couple songs for them the past year or so, uh, but they um, th- they and Goose introduced me to Big Dipper and mm-hmm. Jay Boogie and uh, Miss Eves. She's a straight person. Not that it matters, but right, right. The queer rap scene in Brooklyn is absolutely huge, and I find those artists to be a lot more interesting than you know the the rappers that i hear on you know whatever sure, the, the sure. hip hop station is sure. yeah you i know, mean just it's really inventive and strange and like really salty and profane and it's just great yeah. great music i mean maybe that it's i'm down here in in louisville kentucky and and you know it's it's going to sound naive when i i put it out there but it's like having no awareness uh, that that existed and not surprised at all of course you know there's there's a million right. niche genres for everything but just hearing about that and, and and wondering it's like wow that that's a scene of course that's a scene why wouldn't that be a scene but really that's a scene that's that's kind of awesome yeah I mean, I, well i i had no idea it existed until i started working with goose and with handjob academy yeah um and then i've just met all these and i keep meeting more of them um, there's this guy Dick Van Dick who's hilarious and great and yeah. so funky and there's so many so many rappers yeah. doing weird things queer rappers trans rappers and then just you know strange people right right for you you know for for the style you do do you think of yourself as a rapper not really I mean certainly on this album I did a lot more stuff that was akin to rapping than I've done in well I usually I usually do a couple songs like that in every album but right. there was a lot more of it this time around but you know I I don't you know I don't know if I I can really lay claim to to that uh that skill set you know <laughs> See I I would call you a rapper I mean you're more than oh, well, just a rapper you. but but definitely, you know, the style you do is is a style of, of rap. A, a quick story: I had a uh, a caller on the on uh, the WFPK lines the other day, and I was playing um, uh, NWA. 
I was playing uh, one, wow. of their, one of their cleaner songs anyway, and he was irate. He called, and he's like, "This you, you can't play this. You can't play rap on this station. <laughs> and right after the NWA song, I play Light Will Keep Your Heart Beating in the Future from your new record. And and I oh, said and I said, well, what do you think of this song playing right now? And he goes, oh, is this Mike Doty? I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I hope I I, I hope that I uh, if I can do anything in this world, it will help. It will be to help my fans appreciate NWA. <laughs> that that is a is a vital twenty first century skill. I feel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Um. Yeah. Well, do you, I mean, do you, you have know, a favorite style of rap? Hip-hop. Yeah. Do you have a favorite style uh, when it when it comes oh, to hip hop? My, my God, it's it's the stuff I grew up with. You know, yeah. KRS One and Q Tip and Five Dog and right. Big Daddy Kane. You know, certainly. But like, you know, there's more. It's it's a broader and broader tent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not. It's less and less limited, and the artists are more and more interesting and different from each other. At least on an on an underground level. Right. Um, Do you pay attention you know, to the bigger picture ones at all? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's like really what I pay attention to in the bigger picture world is pop music. You know, like right. I listen to basically anything produced by Max Martin or or Dr. Luke is amazing to me. I don't know how those guys um, do it. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, don't either. I you mean, know, they're we talk about the brill buildings uh, of the past and that that style of songwriting and 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 there's a sense of that I think that comes out of them but just to wake up in the morning and come up with hooks <laughs> come up yeah. with melodies you know it's 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 mind blowing how you can just kind of pump that many out yeah they're really like like their their track record is is just undeniable it's an incredible streak yeah yeah i guess, i guess though as as far as hip hop goes you know I'll back up a little bit to something you said in the book of drugs when you said soul coughing should have been as big as the Beastie Boys. Mm, yeah, and 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 I guess you know, like even looking back on it, you were still kind of I don't know completely paralleling yourself in the scene, but but there was a little bit of that with you know an, an alternative style uh, of what's going on, and and here you are, uh, you know, once again this this far out, uh, still kind of hoisting that flag. The the, the hip hop flag, yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, I thought. Like, I always saw myself as a pop guy back then, Um, you know, and, uh, you know, like anybody gets into a collaborative situation, it's not going to be quite what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in that case, I thought we had a lot of muscle and I thought we had great songs and I thought, uh, you know, I thought we could have been, we could have been a contender. Could have been a contender. We could have been in like back to Beastie's land instead of in sort of like this weird underground half world that right. we ended up in. Right. You know, it was very it was a very musicianly band. Yeah. Which is not something that necessarily appeals to me. I you know, I just I like big stupid beats basically. <laughs> uh this is kind of the follow up though to your, your reclaiming of those old so coughing songs. Um, was yes, certainly. I mean, the the the, the album that I did of uh, remaking Soul Coffee Songs was with Good Goose. Yeah, right. So right. that that was sort of how we learned each other's process. Um, I mean, obviously, those songs were complete songs when I brought them in. Mm-hmm. So there was less wiggle room, uh, you know, in terms of what was going to be what. But you know, that's where we you know, learn the ropes with our 
collaboration for sure. Yeah, and, and maybe if, for me, you know, even aside from the good goose thing. Uh, it actually just seems like that's that should have been the natural progression. Take the quote from the book of drugs that I just brought up, uh, you know, about the beasties and everything, and and then for you to reclaim those, and your next direction just happens to be in a little bit of a hip hop world. Uh, it right laid out so perfectly, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, really, it was just the fortune of finding him. You know, I mean, I. I consider it like less of a of you know I made a hip hop album than I made an album with Good Goose. Right, right. And and we should say there are more many more styles on here than than just hip hop. I mean they they are um yeah. there's a nice contrast to some of your slickest songs and I don't maybe that comes from your pop listening. Uh but but Oh, you, certainly. Yeah, oh you, yeah. You do have some very slick songs on here as well, uh you know, in in the more, you know, pop rock genre, I guess, uh, generically, as we'll call it. And the, uh, you know, I think, like, the secret influence of the album is, like, The Cure and the Cocteau Twins. Right. There's a lot of, like, like, if you if you dug deep into the guitar parts and the, the electric bass guitar parts, there's a lot of that going on. That's sort of been my, you know, my go-to on the iPod when I'm riding the train. Yeah. You said two words there, dug deep. Why hasn't anybody, any hip-hop guy named himself dug deep? Be... That's a good question. <laughs> That's a great... Oh my God! Like a guy named Douglas could be Doug yeah, Deep. Doug Deep. You heard it here first. That's it. That's it. I also, uh, uh, as a as a finality here, I want to applaud you on your use of the word "fuck." Um, it can, oh, thank you. It it can be done. Um, it can be unneeded many many times. There are some artists you yes. listen to songs like, "Why did you even have to cuss right there? You didn't have to do that." Uh, but you, I th- sir. I think the gold the gold standard is Elliot Smith's use of motherfucking. <laughs> He's so so good with motherfucker and motherfucking that honestly I've I took note <laughs> totally honestly as I was like I want to be able to use motherfucker as well as he does. Yeah, well, you didn't expect it from him as much, you know. It's quieter guy. Yeah, no, he. Yeah, he's an acoustic guy. You know, throwing mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. throwing in a motherfucker, a judiciously placed motherfucker. Yeah. If there if there's a battle of the fucks, it'd be between you and Ben Folds, I think, these days. Both of you. Uh, uh, excellent use oh, of really? the word he's fuck. A, he, he's a fuck user? Oh yeah, yeah. He's a big fuck user. Uh-huh. You can't pop it you can't pop in a Ben Folds record uh, without checking uh-huh. it first because that's what'll happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah cake, a lot like that, you know. But uh but uh-huh. it, it it's an interesting battle between that. So it's so no, major applause to you. Uh in excellent <laughs> use of the word fuck and seeing how many times we can also drop it in this interview. So Thank you, thank you very kindly. I'm glad we're on a podcast. <laughs> oh, Mike, it's always great talking to you. I, I do love this uh, record, Stellar Motel. Um, I know it's the worst question you can ask an artist as the record is coming out, but uh, do you have you already thought ahead of what comes next? Oh, dude, totally. I've been thinking because "Light Will Keep Your Heart Beating" in the future is uh, is like all over the place on radio stations yeah, right. now. It's really like, and I didn't. Like, everybody I work with is like, oh, my gosh, this is a single. And I was like, you are crazy. It is, the title is, like, three paragraphs long. <laughs> it's got a banjo riff. You know, I was like, they, you're, you're out of your mind. But they were right. And it's getting, you know, it's, like, got this real momentum. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, having the mind I have immediately, I, rather than, you know, be happy with the with the success... I worry about following it up. Right. <laughs> but the other the other thing is the the banjo riff, which is something I just 
uh, improvise. Uh-huh. It, uh, you know, just in the studio, I, you know, he had a banjo, and I came up with this thing, and he recorded it, and we built the song around it. Um, is you know, I have to get a banjo so I can play the song live, and I'm just all up in the banjo playing. So whatever happens, it is not unlikely that there will be a lot of banjo on it. Yeah, well, it's uh, y- y- I mean, you did luck out on coming, uh, I guess, towards the end of the folk, re- uh, you know, the 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 latest folk revival. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I guess so. So now, now you could play with KRS One, or you could play with Mumford and Sons. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and, or both at the same time. <laughs> why choose when we've got it all right? Yeah, here? why choose? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, cool, Mike Doty. Thank you so much. It, it, it's awesome talking to you. All right, thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. I was a many mind. The Weekly weekly feed. Feed.